All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I am the resurrected ghost of David, sort of. And I'm the other Rob. <laughs> the other Rob. <laughs> oh, no. Are you overconfident, Rob, or are you insecure, Rob? Oh, uh, unfortunately, both sides of me are insecure. <laughs> oh, I, no. I don't know if there's a good good pun for Rob names. I mean, you always have, like, duplicate and stuff. Like, I could be Rob and Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bob, yeah. And, uh, what yes, about uh, Bob? Uh, today's episode is The Great Divide, which I believe is also the love theme from Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Oh my <laughs> god, no, well, I want to go back to forgetting about that. I mean, I don't know if it's it's the end credits song, I think. Yeah, it's I, I the end credits song of one of them. It's the second one. Uh, yeah. I don't know that uh, uh, I don't know the movies really have love themes anymore. Not really, no. I I would like, like to say that as as a uh related <laughs> Apparently there there was a a screening of Rise of the Beasts recently and I know a lot of our friends are feeling very optimistic because multiple people described it as coherent. <laughs> and uh, the the bar is just on the floor at this point. <laughs> well, Bumblebee was coherent and good. Events proceeded in a logical order. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, lo- love themes like like the love theme from Titanic, like back then. Oh, like, that is a classic but, love theme. Or but somewhere in like the mid two thousands, love themes just sort of vanished outside of. Like romantic comedies and well, stuff. We also well, those pretty much vanished from the theaters. We mm. also stopped having the the whole music from and inspired by I, whole uh, phenomenon that gave us so many incredible anthology mm. albums in the nineties. It does still happen, just like not to the insane degree of no, these songs were not at all in the movie. <laughs> now they're usually oh, here's a snippet of a song in a movie, or it's Guardians of the Galaxy where they play most of the damn song. Yeah, I I checked uh, Apple Music and they the official Disney account just put out a playlist of songs from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Just not, mm. not like an album, just a playlist of songs. Which is good. <laughs> it's good because that means all the streaming revenue, like, they're not taking a cut of the streaming revenue. It's all going to the original artists. So, as far as uh, modern stuff goes, that's actually a, a principled way to do it. But, yeah. That's not even putting out a soundtrack mm. album, just putting out a playlist. I, I guess Bumblebee kind of had a love theme. It had that Haley Steinfeld song. Did it had uh, "Girlfriend in a Coma"? It did have that as well. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, here, fingers crossed that Transformers: Rise of the Beasts somehow had that we somehow get r- love theme from the Transformers: <laughs> Rise of the Beasts. That would be weird. I don't want to know who it's about. I'm distressed and uncomfortable. I mean, there's, there's like a, it looks like a human guy and a human lady in it. Uh, that's boring. Yeah, but are they together? together? Uh, the, boring! The, there was a human guy and a human girl in Bumblebee also, but... I mean, the love theme was definitely between the human girl and Bumblebee. Yes. Mm. 
But I mean, and although this one does have like three lady transformers, which is three. Oh, right. And they're not just all the, the same. Yes. Like that weird thing that they did with Ilya. yes. Or RC, I guess it was. Yeah, I mean, they, they all have their own voice actors, and they will be, you know... Distinct characters. Yes. Presumably, and Airazor, who in the trailers kind of looked like she was just in one scene, might have a bigger part. I mean, she's played by Academy Award winner Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Yeah. I kind of feel like th- th- there was some rewrites and a- added scenes after that happened. I don't know. I mean, it takes a while to I know, but, this. Well, yes, but like maybe there's like one extra waged in scene somewhere. Also, didn't anyway, it just keep so, getting like delayed and delayed and delayed? Oh yeah, this was supposed to be like two years ago, but pandemic. Apparently, there were a lot of rewrites that seemed to have paid off. Hmm. Yes. By so which anyway, I mean, someone put together a script. <laughs> So this is the seventh episode of season three. Uh, first aired June third, twenty seventeen. Written by Andrew R. Robinson, who is not the guy who played Garrick on Aww. Deep Space Nine. Aw. Uh, but he is the guy who wrote all the lockdown episodes on animated. All right. And uh, last seen around these parts, writing that uh, Woodpecker episode of uh, Rescue Bots. Hmm. <laughs> okay. The episode that alerted us to the true evil that is the bird-watching community. Oh, yes, that one. <laughs> that was wild. That was just yeah. like, what What does he have against birders? Wait, I, as we brought up in that episode, I think, like, birders can be very weird, like, at least in the oldie days, and some of them probably still do, stealing eggs of endangered birds. I mean, I suppose that's a concern. Yeah. It's like that Mighty Ducks movie where the evil team is from Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you have against Iceland? So green. I think it's really, uh, you know, we, it, I'm sure it was probably originally written or conceived at some point as, oh, it's the evil Soviet team. Probably, yes. But then they were like, there aren't Soviets anymore, actually. And uh, ironically, Iceland basically has no presence in international hockey. Oh. Really? Yes. Well, because it's mostly green. <laughs> There's hot springs. What what hockey are they going to be playing? I mean, your big teams are Canada, U.S., Russia, Sweden, Finland, sometimes the Czechs, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. the Germans. And you got, like, the Swiss in there sometimes, maybe, maybe the Bulgarians. Iceland is so chill. Mm. Like, they mm. aren't going to be doing competitive things because they're too busy being, like, <laughs> easygoing about things. Well, I know for a while, like, the uh, the record-holding World's Strongest Man was from Iceland. Uh-huh. Like Magnus Ver Magnuson or something. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so, we are going across this new divide, and the B-team is in pursuit of uh, of our new pal Dragstrip, and they're, they're just racing through, like, a swampy bog. Yeah, they are not equipped for this terrain. Yeah, they're down no. on the bayou for some reason. Yes. I'm, I'm just thinking of one of my co-workers recently who, like, had to swerve off onto the shoulder to avoid hitting something and sustained, like, a thousand dollars in undercarriage damage. Oh. Oh, I did remember, right? One of the guys that played the mountain in Game of Thrones is an Icelandic strongman. Yes. Ah. 
So did they like change actors, or was he like stuntman? What? I, it's just that like he doesn't show up that much in early seasons. Like you see him in a couple episodes, just standing there. But he has a bigger okay. part as it goes on. And apparently, <laughs> they switch to Icelandic strongman in the end. Ah, because I guess he was Nothing a better to- actor. <laughs> Nothing to do there but lift heavy objects. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Just hanging around and lifting heavy objects. So Dragstrip has stolen a doodad from one of uh, Windblade's uh, secret weapons caches. Nobody is enjoying going through this swamp except for Sideswipe, who is kind of enjoying splashing Strongarm with mud. <laughs> also, Dragstrip, like, you can't just have another yellow sports car. It was... He looks too much like Bumblebee in vehicle mode. It's not allowed. Also, like having him in the bayou is weird, although he does get stuck in, in the swamp. In, in the quicksand. Mm-hmm. But it, it would have been neater if he was like a mud-bogging car or truck or something. Nope. So, unfortunately, this swamp is also full of extremely flammable swamp gas. Well, yes. Methane go boom. Yes. And uh-huh, indeed... Just as they are about to get get him, the methane does indeed go boom. Sideswipe loses his weapon, and also, in the chaos of the explosion, everybody gets merged into a giant combiner. Again. Also, we have our our lurking mysterious minicon friend hanging around here. Yes, uh, this is oh, trick yes. out again. So, oh, it's the same. I thought it was a different one than last. It time. is the same guy. Er, no, yes, I it is the same guy. I thought the first time we it was a blue one, and this is a red yeah. That was the first time, but we have seen this guy before. Oh, okay. I forgot to mention last week that there was that whole little thing going on where. Uh, Fix-It was getting radio interference from those exciting Lusky mm. hair products ads. Yes. Oh. I think that was Soundwave. I think that was Soundwave messing with them. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, that would make sense. Because we know these mini-cons. This mini-con is, has been seen working with Soundwave, so... Yeah, that, spoilers. We've heard Soundwave's voice. We just haven't yes. seen that, And we've seen him in the credits. That reminded me of... Uh, that reminded me that that was a thing. Like with Frank Welker as Soundwave. Yes. And they're doing a pretty good job of the Soundwave or the Soundwave uh, voice distortion. Yeah, yeah. Like they 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 never quite got it right before this. Again, well, weirdly in the movies he's just doing the Doctor Claw. Yeah, <laughs> which is is what he does to do the Soundwave voice. They just didn't put an effect on it. Right. Or at least a noticeable effect, which is odd. And then and then they did it okay on animated, although it wasn't Welker, but this mm. this sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a little different because Welker, I'm sure, just can't quite do the precise Doctor Claw after like thirty years. Mm. That's fair. It's mm. gotta be rough on your voice. Anyway, so everybody wa- everybody wakes up and most of them are super not okay with being limbs. No. Well, especially Grimlock, because he's the ass. <laughs> Am I the bottom? <laughs> Sorry, Grimlock. You're the bottom. Oh no, they were all bottoms. <laughs> Oops. I mean, I'm sure Grimlock would insist that he is a power bottom. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. If you told him that that was a thing, he would be like, yeah, he's the power bottom. And then, of course, Drift is just the... He's the sword, so he's not thrilled about this either. No, he's not. Yeah, that's weird. That's especially weird, like, just with mass shifting. Like, he's one of the bigger guys there, and he's just a dinky little sword. I mean, we see, like, there are yellow parts on uh, the combiner's hands. Yeah. So it's possible that everybody's mass is kind of shifting around. I guess. And that, it just, that's oh. just the part of Drift where his consciousness lies. Hmm. It, it's odd. It's important not to think about this too yes. much. Yeah. But I, I do find that to be, like, appropriate to his... Because he's not, like, as much of a part of the team as everyone else. So he's no, there, and, and but his, he's kind of an accessory. His mind is, mind is honed to a sword edge. Yes. So it's mm. appropriate. But yeah, they're, they're not happy to be stuck together and covered in mud. Well, they, they kind of just have like a, a crazy freak out where Bubblebee's just sort of fighting his own limbs. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it's very Evil Dead 2. Oh, that anyway, would suck so, if he had to, like, cut the others off of him <laughs> to disassemble. So, so, so finally, you know, he's able to sort of command everybody into, you know, sort of walking around very awkwardly. Hmm. And they crash into a tree and they separate, but something has gone wrong because uh, you've, got, uh, you've got Bumblebee, you've got Grimlock, you've got Drift, you've got Strongarm, you've got Sideswipe. And you've got sideswipe. <laughs> we we have surplus to requirements of what? sideswipe. It's a, it's an enemy within. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, it, it's, a, it's it's a Star Trek episode. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the one where there's two Kirks. Kill us both, Spock. Strongarm <laughs> says that she's had nightmares about this exact things. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a very common trope to like have a character split into two or more parts, or have a clone, but this is a very weird way to set that up. Well, this is almost exactly, and this, it's almost the exact same setup with uh, the enemy within, where there's one Kirk who's like a coward, mm. and one Kirk who's like a rape-happy maniac. Yeah, the, the personality split of, of what is good and what is evil, it's like, no, you both yeah. suck. <laughs> That's very normal. It's just that the, how we get there, everyone gets together, and then we separate and produce extra mass, which is another dude. Oops. Yes. Poor sideswipe. I mean, it pre- presumably the combined form has more mass, and that, that's how combiners often work, where the combined yeah. form somehow is like a, a huge guy, even though it should be only as tall as one guy standing on two guys' shoulders with his knees. Also, yeah, let's but, not even uh, think about the relative proportions of the aerial bots and their assorted jet modes. They're actually well, it's not as bad as the Combaticons. Yeah, anyway, that one's pretty uh, good. Wait, what was I, I had a point? Where were we going? Yeah, my, oh, my it, one arm's a jeep. My other one's a space shuttle. <laughs> yeah, one one leg is a tiny jeep. Another arm is a space shuttle bigger than everything else. Yes. Anyway, like I, it is kind of annoying that it's sideswipe though. Since we just got rid of the spare sideswipe we had in Blur. Strongarm agrees <laughs> that it's annoying that it's sideswipe. Yes. Everyone agrees. It seems like it's the easiest choice that let's have two sideswipes. Like, I think splitting. Okay, anybody else except for Drift would be more interesting. 
Like, two strong arms. Like, what are her opposite poles? I mean, you got, like, fun strong arm. <laughs> yes. Well, y- you have even more, like, rules lawyering strong arm. And then I guess you have the part of her that goes in, would go to the car wash at night. Yeah, I'm thinking you get, like, fun strong arm and then, like, Judge Dredd strong arm. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. Or, like, Bumblebee. You have the Bumblebee that wants to be the leader and the Bumblebee that just wants to be one of the guys. Yeah. Or Grimlock. That could be so much fun with Grimlock. I do like... I don't know what, but it would be fun. I do appreciate that he is at least a complex enough character that you can do a split like this and not, like, some kind of surface-level good and evil kind of split. Because he's a complex yes. guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one is very aggressive, and then one is just uh, meek and has no confidence. Yes. Mm. But it's really just... So they start fighting each other, of course. And and he he even says, the, like, overconfident one is like, it's that voice in my head that tells me that I shouldn't do things. Wait, I don't hear it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, one side swipe is just the voice in his head that's like, maybe chill out. But it's externalized now. So so they head back to the base and fix it all. I'm seeing double. Four side swipes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, so of course he's going to you know try and figure out how to fix this whole thing. So meanwhile, we go back, uh, we, we, che- we check in on uh, on our Decepticons. Dragstrip goes to the base, goes back to the Decepticon base. Wildbreak is there, and so is their mysterious leader, Motormaster. All shadowy, parked in a garage. Hiding in the shadows. Yes. Wait, did, did he actually transform or did we just see headlights? Because I watched this like two weeks ago. We just <laughs> see headlights. I think he hasn't transformed yet. Or at least we haven't seen his full thing yet. Did we see the his face or something in the very first I think first like episode? in shadow. They're really keeping him a secret. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's just Motormaster. Yeah, yes. like... There's only so much you can do with that it's dude. It's not like it's a big reveal that he's going to turn out to be somebody. He's just going to turn out to be himself. Hmm. Yeah, so so he zaps the hapless wild break with it, and it turns out it is a gravitic adjuster. Sure. Gravity, how does it, it work? It's, it's a gravity thing. Makes things heavier. Basically. So, so you know, they, they're tired of waiting around. They've decided that if they control the roads, they control the planet. I mean, that's a Stunticon thing. This is going to come up hilariously in a couple more episodes. <laughs> it, it is kind of really, really dumb. And so they decide to, to strike at uh, one of the targets of Earth, by which I mean the state police. You know. <laughs> I mean, they stop speeders, so if if you're trying to have some sort of highway-based plot, then yeah, you want to take care of the state police. Also, we bought a DVD of Super Troopers at a gas station, and we're pretty sure they're the supreme law enforcement agency on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Well, that and a copy of Hot Fuzz. Yes. Well, that's not the state police. That's the, like, I don't know if they, well, they don't have state police in Britain. They don't have states. Yeah, they're... Provincial, I don't know. I don't know. County? The county police? The county sheriffs? I don't know. But I mean, Canada. I just, ver, ver, there are various provinces in Canada that have pr- provincial police forces. I just know that I really hmm. need to watch, I need to re-watch Hot Fuzz after being exposed via my parents to a great deal of 
cozy British murder mysteries. <laughs> I feel like I would appreciate it a lot more now. Oh, oh yeah. It is one of the best. So yeah, we're uh, so we're back at the base. Uh, Grimlock is hugging one of the side swipes. <laughs> yes. Well, he's restraining one of the side swipes. Mm. Yes. The other one is the one who needs a hug, as it turns out. Yes. So you know, he's all, you know, we need to work together. We're we're the same guy. And everyone's all, nah, are we though? Hmm. <sighs> Poor insecure sideswipe is very insecure about his place on the team. He's just ready for everybody uh-huh. to abandon him. It's so sad. Yeah, this basically Grimlock is restraining one of the sideswipes, and it basically turns into a therapy session. <laughs> Between sideswipe and sideswipe. So, so meanwhile, Fixit has decided that uh, you know the, the radiation they were exposed to back in the season premiere, and the their exposure to Heatseeker, who is a combiner, has somehow made them a combiner. Yeah. The trick is how to combine without a giant explosion. Uh, yeah, with added mass. How do we do that? Can this either or will be... we just have an extra arm? Can this either be removed or controlled? Because spontaneously doing it without warning is not going to work. No. So, you know, the... Uh, so, indeed, Sideswipe is missing his weapon. Neither of them has it. We, we get a cutaway and we do find out that the Minicon has stolen it and uh, is taking it back to Soundwave, who only needs a few more, who only needs uh, one more to complete his evil plan. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Whatever that may be. Gotta have an evil plan. It, it, trying to Google what the fuck they are in Hot Fuzz is, is annoying me, so I should probably stop. All I can get is, like, constables, and he was a Metro Police before he was promoted and transferred to the middle of nowhere. Constable. And also, also Drift has has a, has a pretty good quote here where he's like, "Unified, sideswipe is barely tolerable. <laughs> Divided, his two sides are maddening." <laughs> yes, yes, they are Drift. So you know, indeed, this uh, this highway patrol station is being gravitic adjusted. So uh, the whole team has to pile out there, including Sideswipe, who is initially going to be st- who is initially going to stay at home. But Strongarm does say that you know we could probably use you know an extra hand or two extra hands, <laughs> an, an extra body, and you know if one of you just dies, that'll solve the situation very quickly. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, yeah, this uh, this state trooper station is pretty much destroyed and. Pretty much everybody has evacuated, saving us from having to animate any humans. Yay! Mm. Always helpful. Must have been one of those automate. Must have been one of those automated state trooper stations. <laughs> yes. Fully automated state trooper stations, like, are a real thing that totally exists. Also, I'm trying to. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Bumblebee who refers to the, the side swipes as side swipes. <laughs> yeah. How do you pluralize that? Side swipes. Sides wipe. No. Yeah, so so Strongarm and Sideswipe are sent to make sure that everybody's out of there, even though Sideswipe obje- one of the Sideswipes objects because, hey, what am I, a rescue bot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, we just had Blur. I guess that's how he knows what a rescue bot is. Hmm. Do I look like I'm constantly uh, besieged by uh, the, the peril of... Uh, <laughs> Uncontrolled t- 
technological advancement. A bunch of stupid townspeople. Also stupid townspeople. Also a couple of crime druids. <laughs> oh, to have stupid townspeople. Like, other than, what well, cops we vaguely see are state troopers. We don't really see people in this episode in... Have we seen Russell and Denny really in the last few episodes? Uh, like there was a, a brief mention earlier no, of uh, Denny going to show him... Uh, show one of the side swipes his collection of ketchup bottles. Yes. Hmm. Oh, and remember, yeah, in, the, in fact, in the last episode, uh, Denny is all, you know, episode? listen, Bumblebee, you're not cool anymore. Because you're a dad. Oh, that was be cool. Okay, I forgot. Yes. It's like, recording scheduling has like, yeah. thrown me off. I, I'm off the groove of what the current yeah. storyline is. But it just feels like we haven't had Russell and... Bumblebee, I used to be with it, and then they changed what it is, and now what's it seems weird and scary to me. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, oh, hello, kids. Cutie. Yeah, they're, they're wrestling, they're learning important things like boundaries right now. So there's occasionally <laughs> a little bit of baby kitten fuss, and it's normal and healthy. Don't worry. <sighs> Yeah, so so pretty much everybody uh, gets uh, zapped by this gravitic thing, which kind of pins them to the ground with kind of a cool animation effect. Yeah, it's yeah, they just add speed lines vertically, it's vertical speed lines. It's 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 very basic, but it looks good, and they end up in like Yamcha craters. Yeah. <laughs> and then drag strips all, hey, this 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 thing will make me king of the world. I'll be the new leader of the Decepticons. Yeah. I mean, he's not quite... He says something about being, like, senior lieutenant or something. So, not quite that ambitious. He's fairly ambitious. Yeah, he's He hasn't gone full Starscream. No. I mean, I feel that almost every Decepticon, when given, like, a, an iota of power, decides that this is the thing that will make them the new leader of the Decepticons. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say every. I would say every other Decepticon. Yes. Like, th- th- there's usually the lovable grunt... And and then there's the the star screams all the way down. Though Grimlock's tail gets uh, gra- gravity thingied, and he's just stuck to the ground because his tail is suddenly too heavy, and it's adorable. Oh no! They it it makes him a tail dragger. Says <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. Hmm. Which I, and then a whole bunch. Does he usually have his tail off the ground as a proper T-Rex should? Yeah. Yes, he does. When he's, like, running. Yeah, I know he runs that way, but does he walk that way? No, he, he does. Yes. I was just thinking when he's, like, standing there, he tends to be a little more traditional Grimlock postured. But when he's actually moving, he goes up. Well, Godzilla posture. Yes. And then a bunch of debris falls on Strongarm, so she's out of it. So it's all coming down to the side swipes. Mm-hmm. They have to save everyone. Also, so, so, <laughs> Bumblebee gets stuck to the ground. He's like, let's rev up and just lie here. <laughs> like, man, that's, that's me when my alarm goes off in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's being extremely relatable. <laughs> Speaking of alarms, I should probably set mine for tomorrow. I plan on going out for breakfast early on a Sunday. Oh, goody. Are you going to rev up and just lie there? Probably. Uh, so so the, the side swipes do indeed work together. One distracts 
uh, drags him whilst the other, uh, you know, sneaks up and beats him. So hmm. they've, they've got the device, they've got this Decepticon beaten. Also, and then, the distraction sideswipe does so by this sad story about how he he was, before he, you know, ended up on Earth, back when he was on Cybertron, he was all alone, and he doesn't want to be alone anymore, and so maybe he could join the Stunticons, and it's so... Sad Sideswipe is so sad. <laughs> oh, he's a sad little orphan. He's sad. He doesn't want them to all kick him off the team, and then he'll be alone again, and it's sad. Anyway. He needs a hug. And then apparently he just kind of gets away. Yeah. But but we do see uh, one of the sideswipes sort of fireman carrying strong arm, which it's got to be difficult because she's a she's a large gal. Yeah, she's a very solid young lady. Yes. So we uh, we we head back home, and Fixit has devised a way to to remerge the two sideswipes. Although uh, strong arm was worried that this could end up with four sideswipes, and sideswipe was worried that this could end up with zero sideswipes. It'll solve itself. Everybody's got their own priorities. But 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 don't worry, don't worry. He ran a bu- he ran a bunch of simulations, and in twelve of them, this worked. <laughs> yes, <laughs> out of a hundred, it'll be fine. But in the end, they do manage to untuvix him, or yes, actually tuvix him. I guess they deed Thomas Riker him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Although Wait, that- it, it, I, 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 well, I'd probably be spoilers, but Thomas Riker should show up in the new Picard show, or did they kill him off? I can't remember. No. Well, he last appeared in I think Deep Space Nine, and then he was one of the McKee. I think I can't remember if he went to jail or what. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I mean, they killed off pretty much all the Maquis except for the ones who were on Voyager. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, if you ask Freaks to do it, Freaks will say yes. Yes. Yeah. What else is he doing? I mean, apart from appearing on various Star Treks. Mm. As he is, yes, he's appeared on two of the new series so far, and he's directed a couple episodes of two others. Yay! Yeah, he used to do a lot of directing. But not as Thomas Riker. Well, I mean, he may have directed them as Thomas Riker. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you, you, know, you know how he's getting into that director's chair. Yes. It, well, yes. Uh, anyway, the device does indeed work. We get one fully complete sideswipe, and that is where we end the episode. Yes. Hmm. I mean, this is this is very you know stock cartoon plot, but I think it's handled pretty well here. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's playing into the continuing their combiner somehow subplot. Yeah, like yes. I said, it's nice that he's complex enough as a character that it is kind of subtle. You don't like immediately, like one's not like immediately cowering or it, it feels natural. That these are the divisions. It's it's not like that voice was clearly never inside him. So I like it. I like character stuff. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. My yeah. This was this was a pretty solid episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's okay. And we are continuing with the the meta plot of whatever Soundwave is up to with those mini cons. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, and so it, it, there's like almost too many plates up there. There's the sound wave in the background. There's the motor master and stunicon stuff. There's this combiner thingy. It, it's, uh, one of them has to come to a head soon. Well, I guess the they're pretty much all going to come to a head mid season. Oh, all right. Because then we get another plot. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I vaguely know of another plot, which is just a subplot of one of these plots. Kind of. So, uh, that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, this week on 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Five Man, the Five Kundals. Which is one of the things I knew about Five Man ahead of time, but only vaguely in that I'd seen clips of... uh, There are five men plushies at a little like puppet play thing put on by some children mm-hmm. and they're little super deformed plushies of the rangers fighting against Garoa the evil general and a kaiju monster which is just a big green lizard thing and it's a little puppet theater and it's cute and I've seen clips of it before but I, I didn't realize like it's the entire episode I thought it was just like one cute little scene oh but the entire thing is like like the bad guys well Garoa, the general, gets mad because he sees the rangers, like, little puppet versions beating up a little puppet version of him, and it's like, go fucking kick their ass. Take a monster out. Go. So the the mushroom Godzilla-looking guy, accountant guy brings a no-face alien, which, well, have you seen no-face in, um, what was it, uh, which is the Ghibli movie? Not Mononoke. Spirited was the Away? Other one. Spirited Away. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sort of like the, the no-face monster in that. It, it's like a recurring monster theme of of a monstrous person with a face that is no face. It's just sort of smooth and blank. Mm-hmm. And this Ooh. monster can, like, it's like take over the souls of dolls and appear as the doll, kind of. Although, it amounts to he grabs the, the little kaiju monster doll and turns into a big monster version of the doll by stealing its soul. Sure. 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 Anyway, so, so that that's the thing. They take that and, and then they steal the puppets and then the rangers chase after them because they're chasing after a monster, not really to get the puppets back, although children didn't make the puppets with the help of the black ranger. Anyway, they go to the, like an abandoned... like. It's an abandoned bus in the middle of a field, which I guess the production crew just found because it was a good spot to, oh, we can hide people behind this and have little dancing puppets out the windows. <laughs> and they're, the monsters have like their mooks, their little goons, doing the puppet theater and having the monster smack the rangers and stab them with little toy spears and it actually hurts the rangers. So... That's like a large chunk of the episode. It is like these puppets being abused and the rangers showing pain as they're stabbed and kicked by puppets. So they're voodoo dolls. And, and the mush... Yes, and, and the mushroom monster comes out with like a stick, bonking the ranger puppets on their heads and going, Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. As he's beating them up. Wow. And then, and then there's like a tickle fight. 
Sure. <laughs> like they're tickling the Black Ranger. And me, and like the mushroom guy, like, ta- like uh, the leader, the uber leader of, of the bad guys is like Empress Meadow, who's a giant face in the sky surrounded by like rainbow hair. And usually they, they talk to that over their Arctic base or wherever it's parked. But somehow the mushroom monster was talking to her and she just appears over the field where they're having this puppet theater so she can watch because he called her down. It's like, hey, watch me beat the shit out of these ranger puppets. (laughs) And the rangers feel pain. And she laughs. But it's like the first time she's ever laughed. This is mean. (laughs) Very weird. But the rangers realize because, like, oh, like, we're voodoo dolling because these puppets have souls and smacking them hurts you and the rangers are like well what if we just unmorph and then they smack a ranger doll and it doesn't hurt it's like ah <laughs> so they they continue the fight unmorphed and like steal back the dolls and then have their dolls smack the kaiju doll and it hurts the kaiju monster of the week <laughs> I was like well that plan didn't work <laughs> And, and then back at the, the bad guy's base, like, Garoa's puppet is also getting smacked, and he's feeling the pain. And then all the other bad guys are like, well, um, I'm glad, really glad they didn't make a puppet of us. Like, Billions, my favorite guy who hasn't had enough to do, is like, this has nothing to do with me, turns around and walks out of the scene. He's like, nope. It's noping right out. Shit, I, I'm noping out of this shit. That's nah. I ain't got nothing to do with this nonsense. Anyway, so fighting happens. They kill the monster. It, it gets absorbed by the state of Marshmallow Man, grows big. And they use their new Galaxy Shuttle 5 Robo thing to start the fight, but they end up combined. But I didn't, either I forgot, because it has been a while, so I skipped the last one and we've had scheduling issues. Either it's new or. I missed it that the new five robo has a theme song. I mean, it makes sense that the new robot has a theme song. I just don't remember hearing it before. Anyway, that, that, that's neither here nor not. Anyway, the Rangers save the day. And at the end of the episode, we cut to a room. I guess a class. Well, because maybe it's a hotel or a ah, hotel hospital room. Because it turns out in a little flashback earlier, the Black Ranger had helped kids in a hospital make the Ranger dolls, and he was blaming himself because he helped make the dolls, which are now being used to kick his own ass and his family's ass, the (laughs) Rangers. So we cut back to these little dolls in a box, in presumably a hospital room, and they're talking. They're pulling a Toy Story. Mm -hmm. As these toys watch like an imaginary picture of the Black Ranger sleeping as they're talking. And it's odd. Like, I didn't expect, like, the the end of the episode to be living puppets. But here we are. (laughs) And weirdly enough, that seems to continue, because there, well, one of them was in the preview for the next episode. And I should shut up before my voice. Just hurts the rest me. of the series. It's gonna be puppets. Mm. Alright, well that does it for uh, for this episode. We'll be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. Until you can find us all over the internet, we're on Twitter, 
We're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for the month of May, we are going to the Quantum Realm uh, to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, and see how much we can get to listen to old people talking about their sex lives. Yep. That was my takeaway from the movie. Old people having sex. Kind of. (laughs) In that multiple old people are talking about, or alluding around sex lives, yes. (laughs) Wow, that 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 is a, like, a solid C plot of the movie. Yes. Old people be boning. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that was a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, Rob has a lot of exciting things to tell us about Marvel characters and who actually is a pre-existing character and who is made up for this movie and who doesn't have any holes. (laughs) That is patreon.com slash iacon underground. Oh my goodness, I have so many distracting Uh, kittens on me right now. (laughs) Alright, so join us next time when we get a clue by watching Get a Clue. Ooh. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Can we watch Get Short instead? Oh, I need to watch that new Muppet show. It's good. I've been enjoying it. Okay. Since apparently I presumably can't watch Willow anymore. Alas, no. Which I forgot.